Okay, Stephen Key here, and I'm standing up. I'm not sitting down in a stupid chair to do this video because this topic is extremely important that I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about, in fact, I'm going to give you the guide to profitable inventing to show you how to save money, save time, and save the headache of, of commercializing your inventions. You see, I've been an inventor my whole life. I've made a living uh, coming up with my ideas and licensing those ideas to companies. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are, that are giving you advice, but have they actually made a living being an inventor? I don't think so. I've filed patents. I've contacted companies. I've built prototypes. I've licensed ideas through my whole career, and I made a living doing it. So I'm going to give you the real stuff during this video of how you can be a profitable inventor. So stay tuned. Okay, the first bit of advice here. Step one is that you have to be the expert. You and only you. I hate to tell you, you're going to have to do all the hard work yourself and no one's going to be there to magically help you. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to tell you, come on, we'll help you. We'll join together, be part of our team. Um, if we only make money when you make money, you'll hear that from a lot of people. You'll also hear that um, there's a lot of other slogans out there. It's like, uh, first a patent, first a profit. Well, it doesn't really have to do a lot with patents. Okay, and I'm going to talk a lot about that. You're also going to hear a lot of people out there saying, look, if we like your idea, we'll, we'll be your licensing agents and we'll find those companies for you. There is going to be a lot of noise out there, people saying they can help you, they're knowledgeable about this whole process. But here's the truth to this. You have to be the expert, you and only you. And that's going to take time to educate yourself. So please, join your local inventors group. Do that. That's a great way to, to learn from others. You'll probably make connections for other people that are like-minded, that are excited about this as you are. Um, read as many articles as you can. I've written a thousand articles in the last decade on Forbes, Inc. and Entrepreneur, Core 77, All Business, about the process of how to license your ideas. Also, books. I've written books. There's other books out there on the licensing method, the process. Please get them. Read them. Uh, people spend a lot of time writing books. I do. And that information, I think, is priceless. So just to kind of round it out just a little bit, uh, I know, like I said, there's a lot of you that think there's a magic person out there that's going to open the door and, and, and give you access to the, the right company or the person. Like They're going to give you access uh, to the company. They're going to be the gatekeeper. And, of course, um, they want a fee for that. There's going to be a lot of those people out there. But the bottom line is you can do this. And there's no magic person. You are the magic person. So only you have to be the expert. If anybody claims they're going to help you along the way and they only make money when you make money, don't believe it. I, I haven't seen it in all, all these years. And if you think there's a licensing agent out there that's going to represent you, it's just not going to happen. No one is going to work harder than you are. No one is going to care as much as you care. So please educate yourself. And that's the first step. Okay, number two, do you need a patent? You must have a patent. You're hearing that on Shark Tank. 
You're talking to a patent attorney and they're telling you, what a great idea, but you need a patent on that. You're talking to your friends that have no idea about this whole process and they're telling you, hey, you've got a great idea, you better get a patent. Well, here's the truth to this. 97% of all patents never recoup the cost it takes to file them. That means, are patents really worth the effort? I'm not quite sure. But I'm here to tell you, I, I see licensing deals get signed all the time, and there's never a patent. There is a well-written provisional patent application. That is important because that gives you the option or the company you're going to license it to later to file a non-provisional patent application. Yeah, it gives them the option. But today, ideas, products go in and out of the market so fast that if you waited for a patent to issue, you might miss the market completely. Also realize there's so many online sellers today to stop those guys from stealing your ideas. It's almost impossible. It's like whack-a-mole. You stop one, another one pops up. So maybe that's not the best way to use your time and effort. I believe it's all about selling first, selling fast. It's having a great product, licensing to that company that's got great distribution that can get out there before the copycats and sell a ton of products. So that's the truth. So when people are telling you you have to have a patent, don't believe it. It's just not true at all. You're going to hear that from a lot of people. Yes, would they love to have intellectual property? Who wouldn't? Would they love to keep everybody out? Yes, they would. But the reality is it's just hard to do that. And it's a waste of time and money today. But like I said, a well-written provisional patent application gives you that perceived ownership and that when you do show it, your product idea to a company and they are interested in maybe intellectual property, you have had that filed and it gives you more value. So do you need a patent today to license ideas? Absolutely not. And if there's anybody on the internet that's, that's telling you, you have to do hire a patent attorney and you have to do this and you have to do that, don't believe it. They're part of the system. And that system that they're trying to explain to you is old and tired. And it never worked ever very, very well. So anyway, don't believe all that stuff you're hearing out there. Do this. Like I said, educate yourself. Learn the, the process, right? And I want to show you how to, how to be a smart, profitable inventor by saving you money, testing those ideas quickly, and doing all the things that you can do to do this full time and, and be an inventor that's making a living with your ideas. Okay, number three, let's talk about prototypes. I love prototypes, don't get me wrong. I'm a sculptor by trade and I love working with the hands. my hands. I love making things. I like to see an idea that's in my mind and I sketch it out and next thing you know, I build it, I see it, I touch it, I feel it. I love prototypes. But if you're going to be a smart inventor, if you want to be a successful inventor, if you want to be a profitable inventor, you cannot build prototypes on every idea that you have. You'll go broke and you'll go crazy. You don't have to do that. And what I'm trying to explain to you during this, this video is that you can do things that are just smart. And that what I like to tell everybody, as much as I like prototypes, when do you build one? There's the question. When do you build the prototype? I believe to sell the benefit first 
if you have a product idea, sell the benefit first. And you can do that with the one page advertisement. It's called a sell sheet. It has the benefit at the very top of what are you doing for me? You know, it's that one line benefit statements, your value proposition. It has a picture, a prototype or 3D. I love this even better. A 3D computer generated model that showed what your product is. And of course, maybe listing a couple of the features of it, your contact information. It's a one page advertisement. But you know what it's doing? It's testing the waters to see if your benefit is strong enough for people to pick up the phone or email you or Skype you and say, hey, tell me more about your product. I want to know more. That's a very, very inexpensive tool because like I've said, you're going to need a lot of ideas. And if you're building prototypes and filing patents on all those ideas, you're going to go broke. It's not the way to do this. If you use a sell sheet to gauge the interest, that's what you need to do. So I love sell sheets, but you know what's going to happen if it does work, if your benefit is strong enough, if your point of difference of your product stands out, that company that's looking for ideas, that potential licensee is going to reach back out to you. And they're going to, and that's when the dialogue starts. That's when they're going to start asking questions. And there's a very good chance they're going to ask, Hey, do you have a prototype? Perfect timing. That is the time to invest in possibly building a prototype. But here's the catch. Prototypes are great. I love them. But things go wrong with prototypes. It's happened to me many, many times. You see, prototypes don't sell. They break. They don't do a great pitch. They don't do a demo. They don't do any of that. When a company wants proof of concept, this is what I do. First of all, find someone that can build a prototype, the type of prototype you actually need. So ask the company, what are you really looking for in terms of a prototype? Once you find that information out, find someone that can build that prototype, right? And then once you get it, film it, videotape it. Make sure you have a lot of film videos so you can do these one minute video pitches, which I really love, with the real prototype. It's perfect timing. But before you just send it off in the mail for that to break, or you send it off in the mail and they get it, they open it up and they use it wrong and it breaks and it puts that sour taste in their mouth. Don't do that. I recommend this. If they're close by, do a demo. You control the pitch, making sure everything works right. All right. But today, during the COVID, it's a little difficult to do that. So do a Zoom, do a Skype. Do a demo on the computer so they can see it. All right, so be careful with the prototype. You know what else you can do? If they do want to see a prototype, if they do want to touch it and feel it, that's perfectly fine too. But make sure you give them instructions. Maybe do a video. Do everything you can before they receive it. Because I've seen this happen so many times. Companies grab a prototype, they take it out, they try to do it, it breaks or it doesn't work, and now they don't even call you back. So be careful on how you use prototypes. So the question is, it's not, do you need a prototype? The question is, when do you need a prototype? So you can do it right. Be frugal, be smart. The goal is to be a profitable inventor. Okay, number four, finding those companies that truly wanna work with us inventors. Those companies have embraced open innovation. They know the value of working with inventors. In fact, I spoke with um, 
the head guy over at Hasbro. And he said to me, look, Steve, 60% of our, our product portfolio comes from inventors. We love working with inventors. And, but you have to do it the correct way. And they do it because they do the correct way. And I wanna talk about what is that? And how you can determine if the company you, you wanna work with um, really wants to work with you. So first of all, if you find a company that you reach out to, you think it's a great fit, and you reach out to that company, and the first thing they say, we only look at inventions that, that are patented. I see that all the time. Those are really big companies. In my opinion, they're dinosaurs. Because when they ask, that, they ask you, you have to have a patent that tells me they don't get it. They, don't, they do not want to work with you because you don't need a patent. If you waited for a patent issue, you might even miss the market. So what is it about patents? So if those companies ask you that you have to have a patent, run from those guys. They're dinosaurs. Number two, if you reach out to a company that has never licensed anything to anybody ever, that's kind of a red flag too because you're going to have to spend a lot of time and energy and money and educate them and that's gonna be extremely painful. If you reach out to another company and, and they have this third party person reviewing submissions, that's another red flag that they are not serious about it. Because if you're really serious about open innovation, if you're really serious about working with inventors, you take it inside. You have your own department, you contain it, you bring in the right people to review product submissions. That could be the from the legal, the manufacturing, now, the marketing, the engineering, you bring the sales team, you bring everybody together to review those product submissions correctly, not just one guy. That's another red flag for me. So do your homework at every company you're working with. Make sure they have a history of working with us. They're, they're going to be easier to work with. In fact, the licensing agreements will be more fair and balanced. So find the companies that really embrace us it will save you time, energy, and headache. Avoid the ones that are just playing this game of, of open innovation when they're not really serious. So, okay, to be a profitable inventor, you need to be smart. We're talking about how to save money, how to be frugal, all the things you need to do to be a full-time inventor and do this for a living. But this is one thing I have learned. You have to do the math. You know, it's one thing to license an idea to a company, but you have to realize how large is their distribution. You have to understand how large the opportunity is. If you come up with an idea and you license it to a company that just sells products during Valentine's, it's a very short window. The royalties are not going to be that big. If you find a company that's just selling product maybe during the summer, they just do summer pool toys. You know, it's going to be big, but it's somewhat limited because it's seasonal. Always do the math. You can, and it's really simple to do. An average royalty rate is about 5%. Look at all the distribution points they could possibly sell your product. How long, maybe all during the year, even better. And guess what the wholesale price is. That's easy to do. And do the math so you understand what your potential revenue is. You see, I'll give you an example. If I'm designing toys let's say, but I'm designing toys for the specialty retailers. That's fairly small. There's probably, I don't know, three or four or 500 stores. If I'm designing toys for the mass market, which should include Walmart and Target and everybody else, 
It's tens of thousands of stores. So you must do the math, look at each opportunity, look at every industry and do the math so you know what your potential is because at the end of the day, it takes the same amount of work. It takes a little bit of, um, you know, educating yourself, I said that, but also just being smart and, and sometimes building the sell sheets and filing the provisional patent applications. All of that takes just time, regardless of how big the opportunity is. So do the math so you're very smart about the opportunity of that revenue stream, understanding that revenue stream coming in once you license that idea in that category with that type of distribution. All right, it's very simple. Do the math, it's very important. Okay, number six, licensing agreements. This is where you have to be extremely careful because you do not want to leave any money on the table. So licensing agreements, they come in all different shapes and sizes. I've seen some licensing agreements that are two pages. I've seen some that are 30 pages. But licensing agreements, after you've done all this hard work, it's extremely important that you get the help you need. It's one thing to negotiate a royalty rate or minimum guarantees, but there's a lot to these licensing agreements that if you're not careful, you're going to leave some money on the table. So I'm here to tell you, you have to find someone that has done this before from a business perspective. It's, it's critical. It could either be people like us or somebody else. It does not matter. But someone has experience, not just with one or two licensing agreements, but have seen hundreds. That's the best advice I can give you. The other part of this about, about a licensing agreement it does take time. It's pretty nerve wracking. There's going to be a lot of legalese. So you're going to need to bring in at some point, not at the very beginning, but at some point, a licensing attorney to make sure whatever you're signing, right? Whatever you're signing, you're going to protect yourself. So it's two parts. You need someone that has business experience to help you. And then you need a legal person with some of the legal legalese in there to make sure you're protected. Licensing agreements, I love them. It's stressful, it's crazy, but if you do it right, it's smart, it's gonna put more money in your pocket. So don't forget, it's very important. Okay, I'm tired, I've done them all. I've gone through all the things that are extremely important for you to be a profitable inventor. This is kind of your little guide. So you're frugal, you're smart, you know how the game is played and you're not getting advice from people that are taking down the wrong road. Because at the end of the day, if you want to make a living out of this, if you want to make some really good money from this, you have to be smart about it. Your money, your time, those are resources. And if you spend them incorrectly, you're not going to be profitable at this. I don't care what anybody tells you. Get the information that's going to help you move the ball down the court to get yourself in the game where you're not spending a lot of time and money on maybe ideas that really don't go anywhere. You want to work on those ideas that are marketable, but you want to do it in such a smart way to save yourself some money and be profitable at inventing. This is Stephen Key. Thanks for watching. Until next time.